Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. That is right, everyone. You heard the BWI daily music before the Penn State recruiting podcast from Blue White Illustrated. We are now all one. Once again, as we get going here on a brand new episode in February, I'm Greg Pickle, Ryan Snyder, as always with us to go through the latest Penn State recruiting news. T. Frank doing all the fancy stuff that Ryan and I can't do very well to make sure you get the best quality episode possible. So, Ryan, we're in a dead period, of course. The February dead period rolls along, but we know spring and summer are both coming. And the reason we know that is because visits are starting to get set to Penn State and to other top schools across the country uh, for the spring and summer official visit and unofficial visit window. So we're going to start with one of those. We have some transfer portal news to get to a new Penn State offer. Went out over the weekend in a class of 20, to a class of 2024 recruit, rather. We'll talk about that. But how are you enjoying February? It's a little bit of downtime, but there's still plenty of stuff going on. And Penn State is plenty active, both with underclassmen, class of 2023 guys, and, of course, everyone's favorite topic, the transfer portal. Yeah. Slow month, um, but, you know, we're getting there, I guess, to, to March. Um, I wish uh, wish we had a little bit more here in the second half of February to talk about. I'd be lying. I mean, if uh, if I said we're not uh, searching for news, I guess, at, at some times like this. Uh, but the, I think the one thing with Penn State, too, is that with their spring break being March 5th to the 13th, it kind of, 
you know, like if you look at some other schools right now, like they're really lining up a lot of March 5th visits, you know, March 11, 12, 13 kind of visits. And uh, we're not seeing that much with Penn State. And that's, again, because, you know, the school's going to be out of session here that that second week in March. And, uh, you know, the coaches go on vacation that week, too. So it's kind of a little bit slower here than I think it's uh, some other schools across the country because of those first two weeks in March. But uh, we'll, we'll figure it out, man. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some guys probably popping up on campus those first five days in March. Uh, who exactly right now? I don't I don't have anyone confirmed, but, uh, you know, I'll always take a, a little bit of downtime. And it's not it's not a bad thing, but uh, it is it is pretty slow right now. I'd be lying to say if I wasn't quick detour searching for your opinion on that topic before we get into our rundown of the day. Does that really hurt Penn State, the springtime window? Does it maybe help them in the sense that some guys will go elsewhere and it'll open up their calendar for later in the month? Do you have any real feel for that at this point? Um, no, not really. I'd be lying if I said it did. Um, I mean, I, I think whenever you end a dead period, you want to get guys on campus ASAP, right? I mean, if you look at just the, the, the way it opens back up in June, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm looking back to, june 2021 of course um right. you know that's that was a different situation of course I, I don't, that's probably not a good thing to compare but if you look at uh january uh you know after that after that bowl game uh dead period you know they always want to get guys on campus asap but i'm sure there will i mean you know if you look at what are the first to the fifth is that is that a week i mean i, I think it's just a whole is that monday tuesday wednesday or yeah tuesday wednesday thursday friday right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe somebody pops on campus that third and fourth uh if their spring break lines up with it i, I guess the best way to, to actually describe that would or to talk about that though would be how does that spring break line up with other spring breaks you know if there's a lot of prominent high schools in the in the region that also have spring break those same that same week that that is a bummer yes because a lot of kids will want to get out uh, and visit schools but uh, that usually I mean high school spring breaks usually line up more with Easter I don't, I'm not sure exactly when Easter is this year I, I assume it's uh what maybe April or a little later in the year I'm not, I don't have it off the top of my head yep. but uh it shouldn't. What is it? Is it seventeenth? I'm trying to look it up. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Okay, very good. Well, let's get into a guy who was not going to come to campus in the beginning of March to begin with because he's coming a little bit later. He's an official visitor, visitor Trayon Webb, a running back who Penn State has hosted before, a guy that we have talked about here on the show before. How important is it to not just get his uh, official visit on the books, but for him to be so interested in making that trip, Ryan, that it was the first one he announced uh, of the five he's allowed to take? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's always good to get that first one because you're getting the exact weekend you want. Right. I mean, that that's that's a huge uh, that's a huge plus. And I would expect with that being June 11th to the 13th, that that weekend is probably going to be maybe Penn State's biggest official visit weekend. Just they 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 got the first pick. And if they're choosing that weekend, it um, you know, it would point to that probably being a, a weekend where they where they have a, a good chunk of you know, really talented players on campus. Uh, you know, after he announced his, his Penn State official visit, he also put it out there that South Carolina is going to get an official visit as well. Uh, you know, looks like the Gamecocks are going to be a serious player here, man. He has three visits lined up to South Carolina, I believe, March 15th, and then four days later, March 19th. I'd like to ask him about that. Um, you know, just I mean, he's in Jacksonville, you know, so is he going to go home? Like, how, how's that exactly going to work uh, coming back to Columbia four days later? But uh, Tennessee has an official or an unofficial visit lined up for April 8th. Uh, Florida also uh, March 3rd and Arkansas March 5th. So we're starting to get a better feel for what his top five may be. He I believe he announced, uh, what was it, maybe a top 11 or so. I, I think it was uh, the end of January, about probably about a month ago. Uh, what was it? Baylor, Georgia. 
uh, UCF, South Carolina, Arkansas, Baylor. I already said Baylor, excuse me, Florida, uh, Iowa, Oregon, Tennessee, and Michigan. Uh, so those those schools, I assume, will kind of get whittled down to five. And the fact that Penn State's already has one of those uh, official visits that 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 bodes well to them, obviously being very much in the mix down the, down the stretch. I mean, when I look at the board right now, and I think we're going to get into this in a second, but I think he's Penn State's most realistic running back target at the moment. Uh, and that, that connection to Cam Miller, who of course played at his school last year, uh, is a good sign. And he's already been here too. You know, he, he attended that Michigan game uh, previously. So it's a good sign, but you know, we're talking, it's February 22nd and we're talking about visits in June. So a lot's going to have to play out over the next four or five months. Yeah, we will check in and see what we can learn about that. What two visits in four days stretch for Trey on Wednesday, yeah, South Carolina? That's interesting. Yeah, that's a new one. I don't know. Maybe he has family there. Maybe there's some kind of other connection. We'll have to wait and see. But certainly, you don't see too many of those. When I first read that, I thought maybe it was a typo and he was going to go mm-hmm. once in March and once in April. That would be a little bit more logical, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, we will see how that plays out. But let's get into the rest of the running back board. Uh, Penn State, Jalen Sider, obviously working hard to fill that out. You mentioned Webb kind of leads the way there, but wasn't too long ago in one of your Friday mailbags at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, you had listed out some of the top players to know at each position for Penn State in this cycle. Webb was, of course, on that list. But where else are they looking at here? And what's your maybe not early is the right word, but mid-February read on how many guys they want to take after two were signed in the last cycle in Nick Singleton and Catron Allen? Well, they would they would sign two again, I think, just because, you know, if they, if they get talented guys, they're going to take talented guys. But, I mean, as of late February, and obviously, again, we're projecting something that's way down the road with the early signing period. But I think one is probably more realistic, uh, especially when I look on the board. You know, it's a lot of national guys. There isn't much in the region. Of course, I mean, they, they offered Marquise Williams for Bishop McDevitt. You know, the, the, the thing I've consistently been told is, you know, 5'9", 165. It has him a little uh, concerned about his size. He's a good player, uh, and I, I think he'll play at a, at a high level. But I think Penn State's looking for, um, you know, somebody just, just a bit bigger, to, to put it bluntly. Uh, when I look across the country then, you know, of course, Richard Young, they want to they want to get in with, you know, from Lehigh Acres. We have him at 5'11", 200-ish. I mean, he's he's got everybody. Alabama, Ohio State are firmly in the mix there. Mark Fletcher, of course, was on campus previously. Uh, he was up for the Michigan game, American Heritage prospect. He's 6'1", 225. I mean, he is a he is a beast, man. That 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 young man. I don't, I don't want to ever. Uh, who's who's the Tennessee running back? I'm drawing a blank right now. Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Yes. I don't. Comparing him to him is probably a little bit of a stretch, but I mean, he is just he's a tough guy to bring down. Watching his film, uh, Dalen Smothers, of course, uh, out of Charlotte too. I mean, he's been on campus before, but. You know, when I really look down this board, I, it, it screams that more offers are going to go ha- have to go out, unless if Webb is the guy. And that's kind of where I come back to, you know, if they have momentum with someone right now, I, I would I would think it would be Webb. I mean, Smothers was somebody in the beginning that I thought like, OK, this makes sense. It's coming up here right when the uh, right when the dead period ended last June. He was on campus, I think it was like in the first week or two. And, you know, I, I went and saw him then in Atlanta uh, for it was Rivals Camp at the time. And, you know, a lot of good things to say, like, you know, it felt like he was very interested. Um, but the fact that he hasn't come back yet is interesting to me. And then I've stayed in touch with him, too. He doesn't have anything lined up for for March, April. Um, I mean, it's still early. I'm sure he can get back here at some point. But uh, I just expected him to probably be back by now. So we'll see there. But, I mean, when I look, I mean, when I just look it up and down this board, it's I mean, here, here we go. Florida, Texas, Georgia, Florida, 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 Kansas. 
PA for Marquise Williams. And then it goes back to Florida. It's Florida, Texas, you know, North Carolina, Florida, Florida. I mean, we're talking all national recruits here. Uh, and right. clearly the region uh, isn't that stacked. Uh, now, you know, fortunately you, you got the stud in the region and Nick Singleton. So that's, that's, that's good. But right. uh, yeah, time will tell with this one. I, I just, I just see more offers going out with time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan, we're moving on to the transfer portal now. Penn State, as you noted in the story you wrote on Monday night about its latest transfer portal offer, is casting a bit of a wide net to try and add to its defensive line room ahead of the 2022 season. And the latest name to know on that front is Jordan Dominic. He's a Georgia Tech uh, defensive lineman who uh, I just talked to him not too long ago before we recorded this. He said some schools are interested in him more as like a hybrid edge guy. Others are, and this Penn State falls into this group, is certainly interested in him as just an edge rusher, defensive lineman, mm-hmm. similar to what they did uh, bringing Arnold Ebiketti in before the start of last season. So I guess we'll get into him a little bit. But first, let me ask you this to kind of set the stage. What do you make of what Penn State's done so far in the portal with its offers uh, to guys who fit that mold? Yeah, I mean, they clearly want to. They, they. I don't know if they want another Arnold Ebiketti. That's probably not a fair way to put it. But uh, right. they sure. need. A, they need to pass rusher. It's. It's, it's clear. Uh, I think it's clear that they want a linebacker too. Uh, and, and you look at their offers. Uh, of course, you have the Murphy twins, who you know, I think they. I think isn't one a defensive end, one a linebacker. I believe, yeah. uh, or at least that's how they played it at North Texas. Whether it plays out that way at the next level, I'm not sure. But you got uh, th- those. Those appear to be the two positions of need. I mean, you know, they would still add a, a Tyler Steen if they can. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, we talked last week about him probably taking an official visit. Uh, probably, I would think it'd be in the second half of March, but we'll see. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dominic, I mean, you. Um, you, you you talked to him a little bit. You probably have a little more info than me. I mean, from what I've gathered, I mean, he was a pretty solid contributor for Georgia Tech. And then yes. I'm not sure exactly how the junior season played out, but he, he wasn't starting at the end of his junior season. And, you know, there's talk that a few guys, I think it's Kyle Kennard and Joshua Robinson kind of surpassed him. I don't know. I don't believe there was an injury, but, I, you know, I didn't I can't pretend I followed Georgia Tech all that closely. But, um, you know, he had over 100 tackles uh, in his career. And I, the, the one the one I go back to um, when I was looking over PFF numbers and things like that was his junior season. And, you know, he ranked uh, seventh out of 38 defensive ends in the ACC uh, that 2020 season. Of course, everything 2020 was, was strange, but, you know, all, playing on the field, it's kind of the same thing. Right. So you right. would think that, uh, you know, that's what Penn State's looking at. They're looking at that potential there. Uh, you know, he had a 77.8 overall grade, which is pretty good. I mean, I, I, I know that wasn't our Epichetti had a better grade than that this past year. But, uh, you know, if he can if he can have that kind of a season over at Penn State, I'm sure uh, they'd be happy with that. 
No question. Yeah. So he also had a 70 some odd yard scoop and score on a fumble. That's a pretty fun highlight to watch. Uh, once you finish watching the BWI daily, the Penn state recruiting show here from blue white illustrated, you can go check that out. If you're on YouTube, of course, just type in his name and check out that footage, but it's pretty impressive to watch. Yeah. So when I was talking to him, uh, not too long ago here on Tuesday, as we talk in the afternoon on February 22nd, Ryan, I definitely, you know, I asked him, the first question I asked him was to look back on his high school recruiting and then kind of compare, contrast, and just kind of be in awe of what it's like now. And he said the obvious, but it was true, just funny listening to him say it, that he's a lot of bigger schools that are coming at him now. There are a lot more schools interested in him than at that point in time. I believe he was a three-star recruit by rivals back then out of Lakeland, Florida. So he is a Florida guy. He's connected with John Scott Jr. already, impressed what Penn State has done with defensive linemen, specifically defensive ends, over the last couple of seasons. Jaywan Sider has been in touch with him because, obviously, he recruits Florida kids so well. And while uh, Dominic is currently still in Atlanta in Georgia Tech, uh, he is from Florida. So I think that's an interesting side note. But there's a lot of schools here. He has not set up his visits yet. said he wants to get to Penn State. I'm just going to look at my notes quick to make sure I get this right. Arkansas is a school he's interested in visiting. Indiana, um, you know, UCF, USF are two Florida schools. Ryan that uh, did have caught his eye as schools that I'm pretty sure he had a connection with from his high school days. So I don't think you could rule that out as okay. well. But the one thing I was most interested in learning about him was where this goes from a uh, preference standpoint in terms of what's he looking for? Is it academics? Mm -hmm. Is it immediate playing time? Is it NIL? Is it proximity to home or proximity to where he is now? or a certain league or whatever. And I mean, he did bring up academics. He wants to uh, continue his schooling and physical therapy. He is going to be a grad transfer. So he is going to pick a place where he can really focus on that uh, at the next stop that he makes. And that's going to play a role, but more than anything else, I think it's about getting on the field in a position mm -hmm. that allows him to best showcase his talent. Uh, and he said, it doesn't matter if he has to move to, uh, you know, New York or across the country, the West Coast or whatever, uh, somewhere closer to Atlanta or to Florida. He wants to go to a place that best fits his needs, has a family mindset and can get him a chance to both win and win as an individual prospect in terms of looking ahead to the NFL. So I think the next step for Penn State is going to be getting him on campus. And the, the one sense I got from him, Ryan, is that I don't know. This is going to take a little bit of time because, number one, there's no rush. He can't enroll anywhere for a while. But, number two, he does want to take visits. But it wouldn't surprise me if this ends up being one of those where he gets to a place and he may have some other stops scheduled for later in March or earlier in April or whatever. But a place just he becomes uh, certain it's the one and maybe wraps things up sooner than expected. So we'll see. But I think if you're a Penn State fan, your hope is going to be that he can get to campus in the early part of March, whether it's that stretch we're talking about, the first through the fifth, or right after Penn State spring break. I think that's your goal if you're a Penn State fan. Get him on campus as soon as possible and hope that they can then transition that into a possible commitment down the road. But, yeah, he likes Penn State. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's interested in Penn State, but he's fielding offers from all over the place, and more are going to be coming, I believe. So yeah, uh, it certainly will not be a, a one- or two-team kind of a deal here, I don't think. Yeah, whatsoever. Auburn. Auburn just offered right. too, you know, this morning. Um, I think it was, you know, 10 a.m. ish. So right. I'm curious to see if more schools come calling there. But uh, I mean, to me, it's it's getting that uh, official visit from Tyler Steen and, and one or two other guys are going to emerge, whether it's Dominic or um, you know, we we've been struggling trying to get in touch with those Murphy brothers. Um, you know, they they offered 
um was it mitchell agude yeah yeah i mean he's he's just a 6'4", 235 out of ucla i mean he's a california native so you know they just offered him a couple of days ago and then just offered dominic too so you would think maybe uh the rapid because I, I mean they can't take all these guys right so you, you know it's not like right. high school where you can just throw out offers and you got a year to figure it out so maybe i mean when i see it i think you know, they offered him, maybe they didn't get a great uh, impression or whatever. And, and, you know, that's why you also, you offer Dominic next, but um, we'll see. I mean, of course, Cam Butler, who they were after from Miami, Ohio, he just committed to Virginia. Um, right. You know, Penn, I know Penn State went out to see Cam. So that was a player they were seriously interested in. And uh, Cam there really opened up about everything, but uh, he's heading to Virginia anyway. So it doesn't matter, but this is definitely a spot they want. No doubt. Uh, I think we're going to get a, we're going to see it. I think we're going to see a uh, defensive end come in. They just, they just seem too committed to it. And excuse me, I hit my mic there. Uh, it, it, it's clearly a position in need. Ochon Mathis is a guy from TCU who they offered as well. Uh, I don't right. have any new info on him at this point. I don't know if you do. I doubt it because he doesn't talk. So it seems. Um, so no. yeah, I, I will say this. Um, you know, very fortunate to get to talk to Jordan Dominic and have a pretty good conversation with him because, as we've discussed a lot on this show, it doesn't happen very often with portal guys. No. But he was great, and you know, again, I think that. The, what he can do with the school of his choice and the academic side of it are two things to monitor. But I really do think it's about feeling a connection and a bond at the place he ends up next and the place he's going to feel comfortable at in addition to his family. And if Penn State can make all those pitches sink, they'll have a good chance here. But as noted, um, as we see it here on Tuesday, the 22nd of February, uh, his offer list grows seemingly by the hour. So, you mm -hmm. know, we'll see what else comes into play here over the next days and uh, weeks ahead. I did see that Iowa State offered him as a recruit too, so I'll be curious to see if there's a they are in the mix. Or not, yep, he yeah. he has heard from them yeah. as well. Yep, yeah, Iowa yep. State, okay. and then UConn was one he had mentioned, um, and there were a few others here that I can flip through some other time. You can read the story. Blue he's gonna, yeah, yeah, he's gonna play power five ball. I mean, he's gonna yeah. There's just I mean, between Arkansas and Iowa State and Penn State and. Indiana, Auburn. I mean, just the. I mean, the UCF. Of course, that would make sense too with him being from Lakeland, but. Uh, yeah, he's going to play big-time ball. It is the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast, now with the BWI Daily Edition. Of course, you can find T. Frank, who's producing for us today. We thank him for that. Uh, four days a week, and he gives you all the latest Penn State news in addition to his film breakdowns and more. You can, of course, find those at YouTube.com slash Blue White Illustrated. They're also available wherever you get your audio if you're listening to the podcast. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think and what you want to hear us talk about Moving forward here as February inches closer towards March and the quiet period. Uh, Ryan, a couple odds and ends here to close things out with as we come down the stretch on another episode here. Uh, Damon Fagan, uh, prospect out of Florida, put Penn State in his top eight recently. Look, I think you guys, who uh, gals and whomever who listen to us all the time know top 12s, top eights, top six, it doesn't typically mean much. A top five that indicates five official visits might be a different story. But, I mean, when you look at him, and we haven't had a chance to interact with him much, but, you know, it's just another example to me, Ryan, of Penn State being able to get in the mix with guys out of the region and being able to get a foothold and get guys interested in them. Now, again, if you don't get him to campus, it doesn't matter. But it's another example of that, and, uh, you know, we'll see if he ends up coming to town at some point in the future. Yeah, well, he he was on campus before. He was he was at the Michigan game. You know, he came up with Mark Fletcher um, and one other teammate to him, drawing a blank on. But um, Damari, 
not Nelson. Um, I forget his last name. Anyway, uh, the, the thing that stands out with Fagan is like we have him listed as a safety right now. He's 6'3", 175, though. I mean, that screams corner to me um, over safety. Uh, just just he's pretty skinny. So um, but like what his top eight? Let's get into that. I mean, Miami, NC State, Ohio State, Penn State, Georgia, Florida State, UCF, LSU. Great schools. Uh, obviously, that's a that's a great top eight. I'd be really curious to see. Who, which one of those eight are, 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 you know, really going all out for him? Um, you know, I've talked to Damon a little bit, uh, but that was also back in uh, November, you know, after after he visited. So uh, this would just be another guy they got to get on campus for an official visit. I don't see him coming back up here for an unofficial between now and June. Um, but if they if they can they can get him up for an official like they do with so many other South Florida guys, then, you know, possibly they'll be in the mix. But um, you know, that cornerback board is kind of similar to. Uh, the running back board where, you know, it's a lot of national guys, a lot of um, out of the region players who, you know, yeah, they're off to a good start with, but it's going to, it's going to take time to really iron that board out. I mean, there really isn't a whole lot in the region. That's why I've been looking. I mean, the good thing is that they have Lamont Payne already committed, of course. And and I think it'll probably end up being two corners, um, maybe, maybe three and, and, and two safeties. I, either way, I just kind of look at defensive back and I say uh, five makes kind of the most sense. And, they kind of get him on campus and mix and match and figure it out from there. Uh, Amari Snowden's the guy who right now I kind of have circled as someone I think Penn State could be a serious player with. He's from um, what is it, uh, Roseville, Michigan, I believe, 6'3", 190. He's really blowing up now, too. He went down to a Miami 7-on-7 uh, seven seven and crushed it. So be curious to see how that plays out there. But, yeah, the DeMar, DeMar Brown, that's what it was uh, from American Heritage, uh, his, his teammate. So, a lot, a lot of national guys here again, and uh, you know, there's that they they clearly don't see a whole lot in the region. That's kind of what I was looking at Musa Kane for the longest time, maybe being a corner. You know, the one thing I saw with Musa though is he he has a a 100 meter time. And I think it's like a low 12, uh, which you know schools always want to see that, you know, mid 11 or lower, uh, preferably. So that I think maybe that's going to have some schools asking him to run. Uh, Braden Braden Marshall too is another kid from Florida who did make it up here, but we have him at five nine one eighty two. So as a corner, you know, Penn State always wants that size. He could be a nickelback possibly, but. Uh, five nine one eighty. That'll be interesting. They did offer uh, Colton Hood too, out of uh, McDonough, Georgia. He was another guy who came up uh, for that for that ended uh, January. Um, was it uh, Junior Day? So, yep. another board man where I just think a lot is going to have to change. I mean, well, I, I look at Antonio Cotman probably is their most realistic uh, of those guys right now, and he's another guy who, you know, has corner really the position. I'm not sure. I would think more so safety. Uh, you know, even some people have talked about him growing into a linebacker, but. Uh, a lot, a lot of things have to play out that position. But you have Lamont Payne on board, so that's good. So you can take your time with it. Yep, good start there for Penn State. And I'll be interested, too, over the weeks and months ahead as we get out to some camps and things like that, get some updated measurements on guys, things like that, see how maybe that changes the board one way or the other. All right, we got one topic left on this edition of the Blue White Illustrated uh, BWI Penn State Recruiting Pod, or BWI Daily, rather, Penn State Recruiting Podcast. <laughs> Ryan, it's 2-2-22. I don't know if you knew that, but – our number here is one, of course, $1 for one year of access to Blue White Illustrated and on three. So sign up today. Visit us, bluewhiteillustrated.com, to get info on that. A player who, if you were a member with us at BWI that you wrote about on Monday, Rico Scott, recently picked up a Penn State offer. He was a guy that you had mentioned a few times over the last few months as someone to watch. Penn State finally moves on him over the weekend. What do you make of that? Um, obviously, mm -hmm. a school Penn State's recruited uh, a lot, considering it's right down the road. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. So I went to Bishop McDevitt's first game this past season uh, to watch Abdul Carter, of course, who didn't play in that game. Uh, that was a great opening that. weekend for us. Thank you yeah. for reminding me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, what was it? The you storm? went to see you Abdul Carter, see who didn't play, and I went to see the supposed matchup between Anthony Ivey and oh. Kai Flowers that was lightning delayed out. So, yes. Yeah, that's right. But it's funny, man, because I, I remember watching Rico in that game, and, you know, I, I knew nothing about him at the time. He was, a you know, just a young sophomore, and I looked good, but, you know, I, did, I didn't really realize he was going to blow up like he was. And then, of course, he goes on to, to have a heck of a season. He was behind Mario Easterly, of course, who went to Old Dominion, and Camille Foster, who uh, he had a handful of, the, you know, group of five kind of offers and I'm not, I'm not exactly sure uh, what Camille's situation is. I don't believe he committed anywhere. I'm not sure if he'll have to go junior college route or whatever, but, uh, but Rico, man, I mean, he's, he's a pretty, pretty explosive uh, player, man. 538 yards on the year, nine touchdowns, average 21 yards per catch. Uh, pretty, you know, knows how to, knows how to make big plays. And uh, I think that's, that's really what Penn state has kind of seen here. And, uh, a lot of schools across the region now are starting to take notice. I mean, he's a 2024 guy, so you know I know fans uh, always kind of some roll their eyes at you know oh we're talking about sophomores and freshmen, but uh, you know recruiting is so sped up these days that uh, that you really have to get on these guys kind of early. But uh, you know West Virginia is very much in the mix there. Virginia Tech is also uh, I believe offered here recently. Yeah, Virginia Tech actually offered. I think Brent Pry offered like two days before Penn State. Uh, and then he has a couple, uh, you know, smaller schools, uh, UConn, Bowling Green, Kent State kind of uh, programs. But I think it's just I just think he's going to be the next guy from Harrisburg that we're talking about a lot. And uh, Harrisburg's an incredibly important area for Penn State. Uh, they don't produce guys regularly, uh, but when they do, they're must lands uh, for, for Franklin and his staff. And for the most part, they've done that over the years. So uh, when you see an offer go out, yes, it's still pretty early. And of course, you know, Marquise Williams got an offer early, too. And, um, you know, uh, Penn State's kind of. I don't, I don't want to say completely backed off. They're still recruiting him, but uh, you know, they, they have some other guys higher on the board. So let's see how Rico uh, progresses and, and, you know, moves up the board, but uh, he's a pretty good, pretty good explosive player. And uh, just from talking around Penn State seems to be really interested. So he'll be a guy I'm looking to, to, to see uh, on campus here in the summer. Wouldn't be surprised if he camped. I know Penn State would love to love to work him out. Uh, he said he was at the weight out game this past year too. So he has a little bit of a, a feel for uh, what Penn State and Beaver Stadium have to offer. A name to watch, Ryan, and we will have many more of those in the future. We've reached the finish line of this edition of the BWI Daily, the recruiting show. Uh, T. Frank is back tomorrow and the rest of the week for all your latest Penn State news, notes, and otherwise. You can see him daily. You can visit us wherever you get your audio, and you can join us at $1 for one year of access at bluewhiteillustrated.com. We will talk to you next week on the recruiting edition, and T. Frank will talk to you tomorrow on the BWI Daily. Thanks. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. 
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.